Hey, podcast fans. Since you love Why Are You Laughing, that means you enjoy both comedy and history, which is why we think you'll love our show. It's called Midnight Facts for Insomniacs and features weekly deep dives into a variety of topics. It also features us, comedians and lifelong friends Shane Rogers and Duncan McEwen. So whether you're nocturnal, sleep-deprived, or just a fan of laughing and learning, we'll keep you entertained with more than 130 episodes covering everything from astrology to pirates to the history of personality tests. Just search for Midnight Facts in any podcast player to join the Midnight Masses. I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots I think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today, I am pleased to introduce to you Pat Cooper's appearances on the Howard Stern Show. Um, actually, I've been t- toiling for a while. I was thinking maybe more on the Patreon or something. I didn't know exactly uh, what I wanted to do it, but I wanted to do kind of a stern whack pack type of episode. And uh, this guy isn't exactly a whack packer, although he kind of is. And um, a couple people have messaged me in the past saying, um, do uh, Pat Cooper on Howard Stern. They're big Stern fans. They uh, would like to hear that episode. And uh, I always thought about it, ah, maybe whatever. And then I actually found out that Pat Cooper died <laughs> because someone messaged me and was like, you should do a, a Pat Cooper on Howard Stern episode. And I clicked the, the link and it was like, Pat Cooper dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so so uh, rest in peace, the great Pat Cooper. He lived a... Uh, a long life at 93 years old. Um, unless things changed drastically after our first few clips, uh, he probably was alone in his home in Las Vegas, but I'm not hundred percent sure about that. Um, but he's a, a fascinating character and he's a guy who most probably aren't too familiar with, particularly if you weren't a Stern or radio fan. Um, so as a Seinfeld fan, I know him from the, uh, episode where they see the magic show at the Friars Club. And uh, he was like a legitimate actor. That's the funny thing is I think because of his appearances on Stern, um, you know, there's, I, I, I've said this about Rich Voss before too. Remember when we talked about Voss? I've said that in a way, like obviously that's how you know who Rich Voss is. So it kind of made his comedy career in a lot of ways. It helped him a lot, his appearances on Opie and Anthony. Um, but I think it was in some ways to his detriment as well, because people kind of started to think of him as a joke. I think Pat Cooper has a little bit of that where so many more people knew his name because of the Howard Stern show. Um, but they may know a little too much about him to respect his comedy. So, (laughs) so who knows? We'll we'll get into it though. And I also did want to say, um, I think with some of these episodes, oh, so that's where I started, is wanting to do like a whack pack Howard Stern type episode, which we will do like Eric the Midget and uh, High Pitch Eric and Ronnie the Limo Driver, maybe some of these people. Um, but uh, I wanted to do a Pat Cooper episode, but I'm, I'm nervous about doing it because I wasn't necessarily a Stern fan, particularly during that time, like uh, a lot of his reign. Mm-hmm. I know enough about him. Um, from the Opie and Anthony show. I know, I know enough about the Howard Stern show from that era that uh, I think I was able to put together a pretty good episode. But if you guys think I missed stuff from Pat Cooper, it's certainly possible. Because um, I think for these the, like radio storyline episodes, more than anything, you had to be a fan of the program. Um, like a couple of people reached out recently and asked me to do the Don and Mike show from Washington, D.C., and they sent a lot of clips, um, so I'll definitely go through them. The problem is, like, I wasn't a fan of the show, so I wouldn't necessarily know what I'm missing, like what I absolutely should have in there. Um, so if you guys think I've missed anything today, let me know, and maybe we'll do a Pat Cooper part two because he was on, like I said, he was on Seinfeld. He was on Tough Crowd a few times. He was in uh, Analyze This and Analyze That, and he had uh, you know, a very long and storied stand-up career. So uh, if you guys think I missed some... Pat Cooper stuff worth talking about. Let me know. And uh, the place to find episodes like that, whether it be follow-up episodes, maybe some of the more obscure stuff, that would be a little place called blindmike.net. If you go to blindmike.net, links are in all our social media and everything. Um, So go to blindmike.net. You'll find 
all the links for this podcast as well as the Blind Mike Project and who are these socials. Find the link to our YouTube page. Subscribe on YouTube, and I would suggest, by the way, um, now that we've cleaned up the YouTube a little bit, go back through the catalog because a lot, a lot of my favorite episodes, like Three Stooges, Lenny Bruce, um, uh, Mel Brooks was one that I ended up liking a lot. A lot of these, uh, Jackie Gleason, I thought was a great one. Um, a lot of these older characters that we talked about, those are like the lowest uh, viewed episodes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend you give them a chance because even if you don't know the people or you think you don't care about them, uh, hopefully we uncovered some interesting stuff that uh, might appeal to you. So I think those are definitely some interesting episodes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, I think the Three Stooges might be my favorite episode that we've done. We There were so many odd characters yeah. in their lives. Uh, yeah. Ted Healy and Harry Cohn. Harry Cohn. <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, go back to the archives on YouTube. Um, all, like I said, all the free, link, free links are up on Mike.net as well. And if you want those bonus episodes, a couple bonus episodes every month, as well as these episodes a week early, um, then subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, or if you just want to support the show, whatever you want to do. And uh, you get bonus content there on Patreon. And um, if we get, when we get to... Uh, when we get to 2,000 subscribers, I'll be performing Tom Myers Make America Innate Again somewhere. So In full. <laughs> so let's, let's get up to that number. Um, and uh, that's the latest bonus episode, by the way, is Tom Myers Make America Innate Again um, in honor of our trip to Hever de Grace later this month if you guys want to join us. So, <sighs> all right, enough of that nonsense. You understand me? As Pat Cooper would scream at me right now. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Pat Cooper, like I said, was a long, long time stand-up. Started doing the Stern show in the uh, 80s. I'd say 90s was really the, the, you know, the crux of his run, the heyday. Um, and he's a guy that kind of had carte blanche with Howard. And this is where I think Howard was best with guys like this that were maniacs, but also understood the show. I, you know, Gilbert has a little bit of that. Um I think at times maybe you'll question how much Pat Cooper's in on it as we play some of these clips. Uh, but I think for the most part, actually he was, and he was a guy that understood good radio. Now he would tell you maybe a little too often how well he understood good radio. Uh, self-confidence. We talk a lot about confidence a lot with a lot of these comedians and how they don't have it. I don't know if it was Pat's weakness necessarily. I think I was brimming with confidence for sure. Um, so are we starting with the appearances, um, kind of chronicling his family issues? Is that where we begin? Yeah. Uh, first one is Pat's kids. Yeah. So like I said, we only drew from a few different Pat Cooper appearances and he made dozens and dozens, um, throughout his time on the Stern show. Um, so like I said, I'm sure there's plenty we missed, but we've uh, stuck with a few that I found interesting. And the first one, um, I think gives you a little insight into who Pat is uh, as a man, I suppose. <laughs> and I think this is part of why Howard liked having him on, is that he would be, uh, you know, open like this. I got a daughter, 19. I tell you, this kid has brought me more happiness. Really? I am so happy. Really? I bite her. I bite her. I keep hugging and bite her because I don't want to get out of my sight. Right. Because I feel that I was paid now. The good Lord gave me a shot. And gave me a good wife and gave me a good daughter and the rest of them can go screw themselves. Right. Because I have no like for them, I have no love for them, and I you know something? I don't even feel sorry for them. Who wouldn't want this man as a father? I don't know. He's a great father. I don't know. And here's another thing. I I I've mentioned Can I get before. you back with your kids? You, you, you want me to call? You can bring my kids on this show. Yeah. You got my word. I'll oh. come here, I'll oh, sit boy. down, and I want oh, them to oh. tell me what did I do so wrong that I gotta turn around and I gotta be ashamed that I got two kids. First of all, they ought to be ashamed. I'm their father, damn it. Right. And I'm a hell of a father. And I'm not going to kiss their behind. I don't have to have those children. Right. You know, there's a thing called goodbye. <laughs> who needs you? You tell me. You show me who said to you that you have to love your children if they're disrespectful to you. No My mother and father beat the daylights out of me, but I respected them. That's right. You understand? I and understand. again, today that's called child abuse. I said, I supported 42 years. You know, there's, it wasn't enough. Really? So they give them a thousand, they want two. You give them two. This is all there is. I all said, listen, was money. you took me to court. I went to court and the judge told you this is what he has to do. I obeyed the rules and regulations. If you don't take me to court and shut your mouth, my two kids would have had a million dollars apiece. I was going to take out an insurance policy would have cost me, listen to this, 31000 a year. Wow. That after 20 years, each one would have had a million dollars. But you know what she said, the ex-wife? Right. It's got to be under my name. I uh. said, you know what I'd do? I said, I'd give it to the blind. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, thank you, Pat. <laughs> um, these these uh, clips are pretty hard to timestamp because uh, Pat neither starts nor ends a sentence. There's just a constant stream. There's no point where his thought ever ends. It's just that someone else starts talking. I will say... <laughs> That's a fact. And, and you'll see on some of these clips, they just kind of start. <laughs> like you don't know. Yeah. Who knows where I wanted them? Yeah. <laughs> Ballpark. Um, but uh, there's so much in that clip right there that, that tells you a lot about Pat Cooper's life. First of all, he starts so sweet. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of purposely set it up that way so that you're like, oh, this is just a nice old man talking about his beloved daughter. And then you realize, <laughs> oh, he has other kids. <laughs> he hates them. He's not quite as close with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> And you hear a lot of the sentiment in there where he's like, why do you have to love your kids? Um, There seems to be a respect issue where uh, let's put it this way. If I was Pat's PR team, I would say to spin it in a positive direction. Um, He expects the same out of everybody, no matter your age. (laughs) He expects the same amount of respect. Like he looks at his children who wanted money when they were kids, like literally, you know, to go to the movies or something. Don't you understand? I work for that money. (laughs) He's getting like angry at them and he'll hold a grudge. He's, he hasn't seen his kids in, um, I think, I I think the number differed for the daughter and the son. I know one of them was at least 12 years. They haven't spoken. So he knew them as children. They're in like their thirties now, which is the other, the other crazy thing is like Pat Cooper just died at 93. So his kids are in his 60, in their sixties now, <laughs> um, which like at this point, they're like young adults kind of talking to him. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we hear this is the type of guy that Howard loved and why it's so weird. Um, the, the time we're recording this, I don't know if Howard's addressed Pat Cooper at all, um, as we'll find things didn't necessarily end lovingly with Pat and Howard. Spoiler they, alert, Mike, come on. They often do. Uh, guys, I know I'm telling a story. I'm trying to be gentle here, but I'm just warning you buckle up because there may be a little turbulence, uh, in their relationship. But, um, I think this is what, what drew Howard to Pat to begin with is that, uh, a is crazy. Howard mm-hmm. love that, mm-hmm. but also he's willing to be open. He says, Hey, you, you find my kids. I'm not able to track them down. If you're able to get a hold of them. Um, now, I don't know. Maybe maybe he slid uh, Gary the kids' numbers or something. I'm not 100% sure he knew his children's phone numbers uh, based on this conversation. But it does go to the reach of the Howard Stern show where, based on what Howard is now, I do wonder how much of this was real or fake. Uh, not necessarily with Pat, but just in general. But like, I remember when Henry Hill was on, um, like supposedly made guys would call in and threaten him. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was the reach of Howard at that time that like kind of any walk of any walk of life, like they were talking about, um, some story. I remember there was a guy that called in that was going to, uh, jump off the George Washington bridge or something like that. And the next call they take is this guy, hey, Howard, I got eyes on this guy if you need me to take care of it. <laughs> well, back then, I think that makes sense. Now, yeah, no that, that, that was the reach of the show back then. Mm. Um, so I don't know how they got a hold of him, but sure enough, one by one, the Cooper family lines up <laughs> to uh, <laughs> air their grievances with the old man. Yeah, this is his son. Now, you say you're Pat's son? Yes, I am. I recognize his voice. That's him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is your son. Hello, Mike. Hi, Dad. How are you? Okay. All right. Now, wait a second. This is a big moment. Now, you got to ask you. I want you to answer the questions of what, of what... How... Already, by the way, not to say, yes, that's my son, to be like, I recognize his voice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's him. It's not, a, it's not a certainty. That's how close these two are. I like after that rant, too. He's like, how are you? Hello, Mike. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's the other, the other the funny thing about Pat Cooper is uh, I never understood the whole. He was such a proud Italian, and he has that accent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Pat Cooper. Just, I'm surprised he's Italian. And then uh, I found out his real name is Pasquale Calzone or something like that. <laughs> about as Italian as it gets. <laughs> Hey. All right. Now, wait a second. This is a big moment. Now, you gotta yeah, ask you, I want you to answer the questions of what of what Howard Stern's going to ask you, Mike. Okay. And, be, and listen to me. Yeah. You be honest, and whatever on your mind you say. Okay. And you're not offending me. 
because I respect your right to say what you want to say. All right. Okay? Yes. What went wrong between you and your father? Why are you not talking? I don't know why other divorced people have divorced parents and they talk together and the fathers still bother with their kids and they're close with their children. Whatever happened between me and my father seems to happen between my father and the rest of the family also. I can't understand what happened with the relationship between my father and I. I never really knew my father, even growing up. Now, if that was a result uh, uh, of my mother and his problem, Mike, that might Mike, Mike, didn't you ask your mother, how, why is my father so bad? Don't you ask questions? Yeah, Say, why are you, yes, why are you put, hold on a minute, Mike, and I'll give you a chance to talk. Okay. Why are you putting my father in the toilet, Ma? If I can, let me real briefly just go back to a few seconds ago when Pat said, Say anything you want, you're not going to offend me. <laughs> no, he's like, Mike, Mike, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Did you hear the respect he has for Pat still? Uh, how so? He's like, instead of just barreling over and being like, fuck you for leaving, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, all right. He's like, I'll let me speak. And then you can. He's like, okay. Yeah. Well, the daughter doesn't have the same respect. Yeah, but yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> spoiler alerts, Mike. You got to stop with this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. More spoilers. Problem Mike, 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 didn't you ask your mother, how, why is my father so bad? Don't you ask questions? Yeah, Say, why are you, yes, why are you put, hold on a minute, Mike, and I'll give you a chance to talk. Okay. Why are you putting my father in the toilet, Ma? Let me make my own decisions. I'm an adult now, and I don't dislove you, Mother. I love you dearly, but I must let this man know that he's not wrong, Ma. And if he's my father, and I'm proud of him, I want everybody to know it, because my father became successful with only two weeks high school, mother how bad can this man be and again i love you ma but you got to explain this to me ma why why didn't you teach us a little better <laughs> and uh as a child of divorce i can uh kind of attest to the fact that i would say it's somewhat common that the father is essentially like why don't you why don't you tell your mother with all due respect treat her like your mother tell her she's a dumb whore that has <laughs> got it all wrong why don't you <laughs> Why don't you just let her know that? Why don't you break away from the cabin fever that she's caused you? <laughs> Why don't you stop being a bitch? <laughs> uh, so that was the son. Now mm-hmm. we move on to the daughter. The son was a little more like, uh, kind of like Craig, Craig said, a little more respectful. I think he's younger than the, the daughter. So maybe there was a little more hope that he uh, he patches things up with his dad. The daughter seems to have lost all that hope and was just like, I'm just going to tell this guy how I feel. Forget it. This is Pat's story. He hasn't talked to her in 12 years. Is my father there? Your father is here. He's with us on the air. Okay. I'd like to know what he'd have to say to me after uh, 12 years. Okay. I don't have nothing to say to you after 12 years. <laughs> well, I think uh, I have a lot to say after 12 years. But you can say anything you want, and I respect your right to say it. Okay. Very good. Well, uh, I resent the fact that in your acts, you make uh, demeaning statements towards my profession. I don't make demeaning statements against your profession. Because, okay. hold on. Wait a minute. When I do comedy... I'm not doing you. I'm not doing my mother. I'm not doing my father. I am doing comedy. And if you take it personally, you got a problem. No, I don't have a problem with taking it personally. I feel that is it's a disgrace that you use your family to make your money. I use my family to make... In other words, if Bill Cosby is a disgrace that he talks about his kids. So it's old Bill Cosby. Cosby. Uh, The old Cosby defense used to work like a charm back in the day. Okay, I'm I'm starting to hear the ex-wife coming through this daughter. I, I just like the Cosby man. You're like, this is a great man. Let me <laughs> let me bring up a gentleman who's done nothing wrong. <laughs> but you can hear her like just laying the groundwork for why aren't we getting a piece? There's yeah, there's a little bit of the money thing. So before just before we finish this clip, just to kind of uh, set the stage a little bit, I did watch a little of Pat's stand up, and it is very family oriented. Now the clip that I watched, um, he's talking about his kids when they're like seven years old or something like that. Like they're much younger. He's not talking about. Um, it comes up in this conversation that she's a teacher, I believe. Um, so I don't know what kind of material he does about her being a teacher, but I would suggest like there's so many comics just throughout time that talk about their family in varying ways. Like now you have Burt Kreischer who literally will give out, you know, his daughter's uh, dorm oh, room number. I was like, going to say he like films her physicals and shit. Like super, super yeah. personal. Yeah. Now, and then there's people like, uh, you know, Bill Burr who like acknowledges that he has a family now and anything. And he has his wife on the podcast, but you don't know too, too much about them. You know, the people that talk about their family, but keep them at, uh, in arms, an arm's length. Pat, I think, was a, a mix of those where he talked a lot about his family, but it felt very, you know, he, he's kind of a, 
again, at least back in the day when he was making the rounds on talk shows and stuff, mm-hmm. it was a little more uh, borscht belt kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it was an old school mentality where he wasn't literally saying my daughter, so-and-so, you know, he wasn't giving out real details. It was more like in general, you can relate to having kids sort of material. Right. Um, Anyways, sorry. We're family. <laughs> In other words, if Bill Cosby is a disgrace that he talks about his kids. So it's a Bill Cosby. Are you telling me Bill Cosby's a disgrace? (laughs) You shut your mouth. Nothing bad's going to ever happen to that guy. (laughs) You talk about that man with respect. He said he talks about his kids. No, so it's a Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby did a little bit more for his children than you did for your children. I did but- everything I was supposed to do, and I did it with a smile, and I did it well. <laughs> I always love that from from fathers, too. Or par- parents in general, where it's like, I raised you with a smile. It's like, well, you chose to have me. You kind of, that's... <laughs> Kind of a deal you should make. It wasn't an authentic, genuine smile. You were just doing it to make your wife happy. I did it with a smile so that I could throw it back in your face one day. <laughs> Tell him to have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, it's interesting. These are fascinating. If you're going to listen to anything of Pat Cooper, if you're um, listening right now and you're not familiar with the subject, I would start with these. A, it's great radio, <laughs> but B, I think it kind of tells you a lot about Pat Cooper because a lot of it is very petty, particularly, and, you know, Craig's probably right. There's definitely some uh, coaching from the mother, you know, like kids just don't automatically get about mad about child support payments and things like that. No, the, the son seemed genuinely to miss him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but there's a lot of like petty gripes that Pat has where he's mad at them for, you know, asking for things when they were literally children. <laughs> he's like, you only ever wanted me for your money. And they're like, yeah, I mean, like for ice cream, maybe, I guess. We were kids. We wanted, didn't have money. I wanted to catch a ball game, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we go with someone whose judgment is perhaps a little less clouded, although I think this was the... Um, the person who I thought may have much more of an axe to grind that uh, was also being a little thick headed when she clashed with old Pat. And that was his mom. <laughs> I wasn't sure if this was like an accidental uh, uh, title. I was like, do you mean his ex wife? Yeah. The kid, the kid's mom. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's Pat's mother. <laughs> I wish he'd tell the truth once in a while. All right. I, 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 I have would. never I have never lied, and I will not lie. Yes. And mother dear, mother dear, I wish you well. And may I say something? It's a shame, because I'm an only son. And what did I do? Did I kill you? Did I shoot you? Did I rob off you? I know did. people who turn around their sons, kill people, and they want to sit in the electric chair for their son. I never asked you to do that. And don't tell me I didn't go to my father's funeral. I didn't see my father for 12 years. Why don't you talk about that? Where was he when I I needed my father. Boy, I mean, any any therapist. Whoops. Be like, what, Pat, what was the number again? <laughs> you didn't see your pop for twelve years, huh? And you're angry at him. That's interesting. That's why. That's why he had the itch to talk to his kids. Just yeah. Let me replay the last clip if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> about that. Where was he when I needed my father? There's your answer, so don't con me and don't say that I'm a bad guy. Now you want me to forgive and forget. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. I sent you the $5,000. Did you get your rent money? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got your $5,000 rent money. That was on your mind. Now, where's my son? Help me. Let me help my son. He's all alone. He needs me. Where's my back rent? Where's my back rent, you said, and I sent you five grand. So don't con me about tell the truth, mother. Yeah, I've never been nothing but a giver, mother. I never took nothing off you. God help you. I wish you well. 5,000 for 10 years of my life. All right. This is actually a phone call between Montante and his mom. (laughs) I guess I don't know what that means, but (laughs) oh, oh, I got what you're saying. (laughs) I realized the wrong show. Just continue. (laughs) Um, Anyways. uh, What was I going to say? God damn it. Um, So, you oh, that's what I love about these clips with Pat, where uh, he begins like so sweetly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I and I don't I genuinely can't tell like is it the comedian in him or is he that much of a maniac that he star- he forgets he started like mother I 
love you. You have done a lot for me. <laughs> I appreciate you. I hold no grudges told, toward you. And then he answers, where's my back rent? I- <laughs> like he's, like, he's like, I'm a sweet uh, family man. I don't have a temper. And then a cut. <laughs> I'm screaming at his mom. <laughs> he's he's absolutely nuts. Now, there, there are some aspects where I'm like, I, I do think Pat is in on what's good radio. Mm-hmm. But I think this is also like very real. I think his relationships with these people are terrible. Um, I wonder if he'd be having the exact same in, in these particular instances, I think he would be having the same screaming match if they were at home. Cause these are so personal, yeah. but then he gets into them with Howard too, where I'm like, sometimes I do think he was aware he was on the radio and planned it up a little bit when he would get all pissed off at Howard. Um, but that's what we're going to do now, right? Yeah. Is him bad mouthing Howard. Uh, yeah. So evidently, um, well, I think, uh, Howard and maybe Gary are going to explain it here. Uh, but basically Pat's a guy that, uh, would pull no punches with comedians and he kind of, I, I say pull no punches. It's really more like he hated everybody. Mm-hmm. Because even guys he liked after he'd be like, I don't understand them. <laughs> and he would just start talking shit about them. <laughs> so, uh, that's what they're talking about here. To me, because I'll wreck that fucking studio. I'll wreck that fucking studio. That other cunt carry me out of here. Because you're fucking with my life. We got a problem on our hands. Do you know about this? No, right. I've invited Pat Cooper in today because I, first of all, Pat Cooper is one of the few guests on this show that always has an open invitation. Yeah. And Pat is out there screaming and yelling in the hall, and nobody thinks it's a foot on. It's not. <laughs> What's he screaming about now? He's, he's, he feels, he knows that we're going to have people here. Oh. <laughs> oh, now, now I'm glad I'm inside. No, 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 no. I mean, listen, listen. <laughs> Here's Pat, the deal. We Pat, were having a discussion with Pat on the air two weeks ago about the reports we were getting that he was bad-mouthing you right. in public. I didn't believe the reports because, after all, Pat's my friend. I mean, yes. who else gets an open invitation? I've said, I think Never of Pat like a father. A, has a problem here. Right. It's a weird guy to have a father, as a father figure. <laughs> I think Howard changes to grandfather a couple minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I gotta say another spoiler alert folks, but I think based on some of the things you'll hear from Pat later, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that he was, uh, bad mouthing Howard <laughs> at the Friars club. Maybe you get a couple drinks in you. You start talking about some of the people this guy has on and Pat starts to bring that up. So we talked about Richard Lewis, um, a couple weeks ago, pointing some stuff out about Howard and it shows you how powerful Howard was. And by powerful, I don't even mean his standing in the industry. I just mean his influence over his audience. Like he was a guy that absolutely had, um, you know, what he said goes. If he said a guy wasn't funny, that audience would find him unfunny. <laughs> it didn't matter how, how many laughs they had uh, prior to that. So Howard had that kind of power. Um where a lot of people didn't see these things in him, but certain guys would point it out. And Pat was a guy that called Howard on some of his bullshit 30 years, 20 years before anyone else did, Um, which is, you know, it it, it is, um, I was going to say impressive, but that's not even the right word, like kind of ballsy to do to a guy like uh, Stern at that time. But you hear Howard there say that uh, Pat has carte blanche. I always wonder, like, does that genuinely mean Pat can come in whenever he wants. And what I mean by that is if Pat showed up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> would they be like, all right, Pat, enough. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's really an open invite. So a guy like Pat kind of waits to be invited, I think, which is probably the smart move. But then when he doesn't get that invite, he gets very offended. Yeah. And nah, here we have him. Uh, this one's labeled celebrity kiss ass. Oh, well, this is exactly what I was talking about where, um, uh, Pat kind of saw some shit in Howard. Uh, you know, maybe Pat was the only one who wasn't surprised when Ellen came dancing onto the show with him. <laughs> you got to be in A company. Don't put me in B company. Don't tell me Sam Kemis Kennison is your idol or Sam Kennison's brother turns around and says, uh, I didn't pay much. I know you didn't because you're Sam Kennison's brother, a drug addict's brother. All right, now listen to me. Listen now to me. Now minute. listen to me. Now listen wait to me. a minute. I didn't me. finish. No. Nope. I didn't finish. Am I going to get a chance? Am I going to get a chance? Don't idolize a drug addict over me. 
How dare you do that to me? What do you say? I can't. How I, do you idolize? Do you feel I like idolize Sam Kinison? What do you tell your children? Do you feel? What do you tell your back off? What do you tell your children? I was just smiling. No, I want to finish my conversation. What? I should what do you idolize tell your children Pat that Cooper? you turned around and you had a drug addict for your idol. Now hold what on a second. I tell your children. I will go to my grave telling my children that Sam Kinison was a great comedian. Whether he's a drug addict isn't the issue. Oh yes, it is the issue. Why is that an issue? Because he was a great comedian when he was on dope. Oh, that's oh, not true. That's oh, a, that that means something. Don't insult Sam Kinison <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. You saying to me that Sam Kinison was not a great comedian? I'm not saying that, but he you was a great comedian. You told him when he was alive. I'm, I'm now you're telling me. Now you're being a fake. I'm medication. Now medication. you're telling me you're fake. I'm medication. Now you're, I'm medication. Now you're telling me you're a fake. <laughs> my soul, baby. My soul. My soul. My soul, pal. You exposed yourself. I don't expose nothing. I expose my soul because my problem is you told Sam Kinison. You told Sam Kinison when he was alive that he was a great comedian. I never. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. You said Jackie Mason was the greatest. He you is great. I was the greatest. Everybody's the greatest. No, Roseanne, no, 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 no. I hate what? her. I wanted to die. Now you're a paress. I am oh, not. Now you're a paress. <laughs> no, I'm not. Now you're a paress. No, I'm Come not. On, Come on, genius. give me a break. <laughs> so I, there's a lot there. He's kind of all over the place. So if you didn't understand it, basically he's saying that he would shit all over Roseanne. But then when she would, you know, do his show or interact with him in a positive way, all of a sudden Roseanne's not so bad. Right. <laughs> and so there's something to be said oh, yeah. for what Pat is saying there. Now he's also a little crazy. This is after Sam died. And of like, because, like I said, there's a lot here. I'm sorry. So basically Bill Kinison was on the show and said something somewhat derogatory about Pat Cooper. And that Pat was like, he overheard Pat talking shit about Howard at the Friars Club. Uh, Bill Kinison's one of the guys that was saying that. And so now that Bill Kinison is Pat's enemy, <laughs> all of a sudden Sam Kinison isn't funny. So that's where Pat loses a little of his credibility, but he is like an insightful guy. It's, it's, it's clouded by the insanity that is just spewing out of his mouth nonstop. But <laughs> he is definitely an insightful guy. Yeah, yeah when he, and he's wrong too. And Kinison wasn't just heavily on drugs, he was funnier than when he was. Right, right, right. When he started getting famous and doing blow and everything, he didn't give a shit about comedy anymore. That's when he stunk. Sure. Uh, next uh, is the walkout. Yeah, so this is that uh, same appearance. Uh, again, maybe Pat knows it makes a good radio, but he was fired up for this one. Defend my dignity. Now, listen, let me ask you a question. Hold on, hold on a second. Who I'm are talking you to now. tell me I can't defend my dignity? I can't Who are you to tell dignity. me I can't believe defend myself? I can't believe I what I'm hearing. I am a crowd, baby. No more now. I'm a crowd. Who said you you're me? not? You got to call me. Well, I'm a contributor. No. No. I'm a contributor. Meanwhile, he tells Leno, I don't want you to be a bust on my bananas. What? You're busting my balls. <laughs> listen to this. I can't do a week, Rich. I don't know what that I'm going to be available. I don't want to do Leno. I don't want to do the Leno show. Because he's an A crowd. He tells Leno, I have to go on first. He tells Edelman, I go on first so I well, don't go on. What's wrong with that? Oh, I see. Well, but if I do it, I'm a dog. I'm a dog if I defend my dignity. I'm a dog if I defend my Robin, life. Robin, what is he talking? Is he making hey, sense? Don't bring Sit down and let's say Robin. Don't bring your lawyer You're talking right to Robin, aren't you? You're looking at her. Where are you going? No, Pat. Where are you going? Oh, hey, Pat. Pat. He's the greatest. He really is an old school talent. I saw he played like a mobster and uh, analyzed this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I could see that. I could see him as like a jokey mobster maybe, but I could never see him anything with like the, you know, the Sopranos, let's say. And then when I saw this fight, I was like, he would have made a fantastic junior Soprano. I think. I think he would have been a good walnuts. I'm a, I'm a contributor. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck anyone that loves me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he could have been. He could have been. Uh, he could have been good in some of those roles because he's a true bad man. But uh, this is how Howard he's even. He's even funny in um in uh, in Seinfeld when he just turns to like George pipes up and says something to him and he goes. Are you in show business? Who are you? Why am I talking to you? It's <laughs> just so disgusted. Yeah. Um, this is Howard reacting to that walkout. Okay. With Pat, time and time again, well, I didn't hear him on a lot of radio shows. I would have Pat on the, he left, 
He's oh, gone. He's what gone. is his story? I'm telling you, so, he yeah, is he, hurt. Howard, yeah. he, jokes aside, yeah. I've never seen a, a grown man that upset. Way, let me tell you something. Let and me you tell know you something. What it, is? it really is about these e cameras and not being cold. That's what he said. I'm an A person. If you say you all this stuff about yourself because you're an A person, don't treat me like a B person and say, oh, you come in whenever you want me. Call me and tell me yeah, you well, want me. Well, forget it. You don't There's call nothing, me. <laughs> there is nothing you can. I don't call anybody. I know that. And but Pat, Pat is on a loop. There. Uh, Pat's on a loop. I, I can't think of anybody who has been kinder and more impressed Open. with the talents of Pat Cooper than me. Before uh, so this is, and we've talked about this in other radio-based episodes we've done. The tough thing for uh, guys like Stern and the people that he had relationships, particularly comedians, is that uh, Howard Stern's platform was an amazing one to go promote your stuff on. So Howard looks at it as like, you know, I'm kind of helping build these guys more than anyone else's. So, you know, maybe shut the fuck up if I don't want to have you on for a couple of weeks. Right. And, you know, appreciate the opportunity I'm giving you. Whereas, and I'll amend something I said earlier, like Pat has confidence. He has a version of confidence, but he's, he's deep down, he's a comedian. And he feels when he sees other be, people on the show being treated like A-listers and he feels like he's not, he looked at him, he truly looked at himself as an A-lister. Now, he wasn't. And I can just tell you that based on the reaction to him passing uh, last week. That's no disrespect to Pat. That's just saying he was not an A-list comedian. He was not, a, but he had a long, respectable career. And so that's hard for a lot of these guys. And that's what I always talk about with podcasting. The thing that changed comedy so much for podcasting is that guys that are solid comedians, quality comedians, uh, but, you know, never have a TV show or they're not, you know, up to playing theaters or arenas. They just kind of have this cult following. Those guys can have so much more of a career now and build their brand because they can connect to their audience through podcasting. Whereas in the, basically the nineties and prior, um, you know, so particularly when Pat was coming up, guys that had like a cult following or would get kind of fringe opportunities, they couldn't do, they, they didn't have that type of loyalty from their audience. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So the only way you get that is through the Stern show. So it's a weird conflict that guys like Pat had to wrestle with where he's like, you know, I like this opportunity, but I don't want to bow down to Howard. It's, it's tough for him, especially when you have that Italian attitude that you feel like you got to be a, a man's man. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Next is Howard talking about not being able to please him. Yeah, well, and you know, in fairness to Howard, Howard has a lot of flaws. There really didn't seem to be much pleasing Pat. <laughs> Pat is a great guest. Pat knows how to work this radio program. I am not silent about it. I'm the first. Listen, you think Letterman started having Pat Cooper on because uh, because of what? Out of the clear blue? Well, I know what, what Letterman shtick is. He this is the big audition for the Letterman show. Pat couldn't get on those shows before no. he started Howard, doing this show. The observation was before he came in was that I refuse to be um, insulted <laughs> by Pat Cooper because now I'm hurt. Uh -oh. Now when now I sit bad. and listen to a tirade against me, someone who's been a big supporter, look. I got ratings before Pat Cooper. I'll get ratings after Pat Cooper. The point is, I like Pat a lot. I think Pat's hysterically funny, as we just heard. I mean, that was a brilliant performance. But there is nothing I can do to please the guy. And that's where Howard would ultimately win these battles and be, he's correct in that, you know, Howard Stern didn't need Pat Cooper. So it's like, yeah, if Howard's asking you to bow to him a little bit, either you do it, and continue to do the show when he wants you and you follow those rules or you just move on and you say, I'm going to start doing, you know, a competitor show or I'm going to find other ways to promote my shit. It's, it's weird to have that, like, you know, kind of try and hold Howard hostage the way a lot of people did. Um, and I'm not, I don't think Pat is the worst, uh, uh, um, offender of that. Like, you know, Bob Levy would send threatening messages to fucking Howard's <laughs> Howard's house or something. Like he threatened to kill him and Beth. It was something crazy like that. <laughs> so th there are people that would get attached to that spotlight and it was hard for them to wrestle with 
uh, the promotion versus being looked at as like some kind of bitch, you know? Yeah, I also, in that clip, I highly enjoyed uh, Stuttering John in the middle of a very serious comment. Uh, I'll tell you, I may have specifically pulled it it because uh, John came in with news that Howard ignored. but (laughs) (laughs) just didn't even acknowledge her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very funny. Uh, Next, uh, Pat returns. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, I think it was like eight months later or something. um, Pat finally, finally swallowed his pride and came back to the Stern Show. So tell me how everything's uh, everything's going. Are you are you and Howard all patched up now? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know because I would, we were never dispatched. It's just a question of uh, you know. Uh, sometimes these things gotta happen. Yeah. Because when things like this happen, maybe he'll, he'll wake up and understand. You gotta draw the line. You know, you can you can do it once to a person break his producer. But the second time, you know, people ain't going to take it. They're going to say, cut, you know, cut it out. There's a man who's <clears throat> got a great radio show, and, you know, you got to learn, learn to draw the line. And if you don't draw the line, that's the same with Robin Quivers. If someone buried her with bullshit, she would turn around and say, hey, you know, cut it out already. So, right. You, know, you got to cut it out. He still thinks it was great radio, but look where his brains are. Um, well, hey, I could have had a nervous breakdown. I could have had a heart attack, and he's out there going, what radio? But... <laughs> Break his <So>, batuza. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's the greatest old school Italian. I, I'm surprised he wasn't used in uh, more of that stuff because he does fit the bill pretty well. <laughs> um, here is a no defense. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is more from that same appearance. I still don't know. We'll get back to your point. Why am I a bad person? Because I, did I say person. something bad about You're you? You're a sharp person. Yeah. You see, and you don't know where to draw the line. Well, what about you? You don't either. I draw the line only you do in not. the window. I'm an you bad mouth I'm not? Wait, what did I bad mouth? I'm a, I bad mouth those who bad mouth me. I defend Did I bad mouth you? Who, you? Yeah. Well, sure, when you brought those three guys in, you know, you're telling me, not once, when you did it twice, then you said, no. put it up your Google I didn't bad mouth you. They bad mouth you. No, no, you agreed to it. Why didn't you bad mouth Because it was interesting. Why didn't you bad mouth Sam Kennison's brother when the guy says Sam Kennison's brother said you're a no good you said he's not, not you he's my friend wait a minute lawyer you understand? <laughs> you're my friend you're my friend <laughs> why didn't you say that and defend me say you two guys you guys what are do i care what sam kinnison's brother says hold on a minute wait, hold on wait, why did you care why did you care why did you care is he gonna make a great show to confront bill kinnison of course not if i had bill kinnison on and talk to pat if i had wait a minute lawyer he was getting so annoyed uh anytime robin would try oh of course the lawyer comes in it was it, it was a weird thing where it's like uh, I think that's part of the reason Robin was there, but there were times, especially now, when you listen to old clips, maybe in the moment it it didn't sound as 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 blatant, but now when you go back and listen to old clips, it's like she is interrupted, she's ruining the flow almost by screaming over people trying to get a word in edgewise. Yeah, oh yeah, always. Because I used but, to the only time I really digested Stern was when it was on E. I never listened to him on the radio, only if I yeah. caught it on television. And she would always just interrupt people. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Robin certainly had a place. And I think there was, um, I think she did give more value to the Stern show than people realize. Mm-hmm. But I think as just a fan, there, you know what it is, is there's a lot of Opie where it's like she has a role. But going back and listening now, there's a lot of like her trying to be one of the guys and funny. And it just is falling flat and it feels like a, you know, it sticks out like a sore thumb when you have guys being, um, you know, people say that like uh, Howard was only funny because Jackie and Fred would write for him and everything. But on some level, Howard was very funny. Like there, Pat Cooper's very funny when Artie Lang was in, obviously Artie's hilarious. So you have these guys kind of riffing and someone who can't keep up with them trying to just throw in as much as they can. It does. It certainly sticks out, but yeah. Um, we'll do we'll do a Robin episode someday. We're not here to bash Rob too much. She could definitely get an episode um, for sure. Uh, this next one's humility. Humility. I love <laughs> the words. The words that Pat says. And by the way, again, this is this is a, this is a thing a therapist would probably break down pretty easily. Uh, every word he says like that is all about him getting some kind of respect. <laughs> I know you now a hundred years, and I say to you, Pat, call whenever you want to come on. How much nicer can you be? What about know. my humility? What? What about somebody say, Pat? <laughs> I tell you what, what are you Pat. doing next Thursday? Would you like to come on? Well, I say, gee, they thought about no, me. No, no, I got in your business. In your business. Listen to me. Listen to me. How do we know when you're in, in your, town? Yeah. They're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> in your business, Pat, you have certain dates that you work around. Yeah. It's better 
better for you to come on here when you're on in Vegas or something like that. Right. So you know what I'm doing from now on? What? I'm going to stay in, in limbo. Good. <laughs> right. When you decide, okay. you call. Say, okay. Hey, what you want to work it that way? I'm in limbo. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'll call up Gary. No. I got a couple of... I don't come here. Here's to, the way it should have worked. I don't come here to plug anything. No. Here's the way Although it should have worked. I'm going to plug something if I, I got to work this hard. Right. Listen, you know what I'm talking about. glasses for? like talking to a I look a lot better this way. If I, I'm not as handsome as you. You're if I, listen, no, you're a good looking man. I'm, I'm, I'm fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just get to their looks. <laughs> but but there, again, that goes to the balance I've been talking about with these radio guys versus comedians where it's like Howard's absolutely right. He doesn't need to think about Pat Cooper all the time. Pat Cooper, if he wants to promote his promote his dates, needs to be thinking about the Howard Stern show. But Howard doesn't need to think, oh, when do I need to get Pat on? However, if you do want Pat on, if you think he's a great guest, if you like him on, there is, uh, you know, something that does save his humility <laughs> by just giving him a week's notice saying, hey, Pat, you know, uh, anytime you want to come on in June or something like that. Right. Um, so there, there's something to that. And it's not Howard that has to be the one to ask. He has people for that. So it seems like it'd be easy enough. But yeah. Uh, Pat took no bullshit from Howard, which at the time seemed crazy, but now you kind of look at it in hindsight and say, Hey, he was the first guy to call Howard out on a lot of his shit. So good for him. Yeah. No one sniffed them out yet. Yeah. He was the, he was one of the first, uh, it's the next one's labeled Billy West. Uh, so they, it's almost the one impression Billy West couldn't quite do. They try to make him, uh, they try, they try to make him reenact the, um, the Pat Cooper fight. And I, I shouldn't say he can't do it. Cause he stays in character for about an hour and a half after this. Hey, Pat, come on in here. Hey, Pat, you're not going to beat me up, are you? I'm on trial. I told him forget me. Oh, listen, 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 listen to me. Because it's wrong. No, 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 Pat, Pat, You understand. I'm the friend, and I don't want to hear three idiots turn around and sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Come on. I don't want to sit down. Sit down. I don't care. I don't want to sit down. Come on. You're blocking my camera. I don't care about your camera. Come on. Come on, seriously, sit down. You're blocking. Don't don't be a part-time friend. You're blocking my camera. Don't be a hundred percent friend to me because I had to put soul. I had to draw. I had to draw out a bomb for you. Hold on a second. Now hold. Come on, hold on and sit down for a second. I mean, you're out of line. No, you're out of line. No, you're out of line. You're out of line. You're out of line. You're out of line. No. Boss, don't turn around and don't call me for three months. Then you got three idle votes that call up and say, "That's where you're wrong." Hey, that's where you're wrong. No, because you're wrong. No. That's where you're wrong. I didn't call you for three months because you're the only guy who has an open invitation on this show. You had a hook. You had a hook. Oh. You had a hook. Pat, Don't get out and give me that. You're looking for a hook to get me riled up. You got me riled up, and I've been riled up. Listen, you told listen, you told listen, me. listen, listen. I want to ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? Why don't you just call me uh, as Pat Cooper's a guest? I give you something. I don't want to ask me nothing. What? <laughs> you, you know what, Billy? You really lost it there. <laughs> that makes more sense than that. I know. You're insulting, Pat. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Not Billy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, he stayed in character for like an hour and a half. It was pretty funny, <laughs> but uh, I'm surprised you got. I'm surprised he didn't hit more dignity. Who told you that? <laughs> um, but uh, I, what I took away from that clip is more Howard's acting ability. Right. If you had me recreate something I did like a week earlier, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know why he'd Howard want really to. gets in the moment there. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know why he'd even want to do that. <laughs> Let's recreate something without the guy when we clearly could just call him and he'd be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll come back down and scream at me again. <laughs> He's he just bitches about you not calling him, but then you have a fake guy on when you could have just called the real guy. So now we're moving more towards his relationship with Howard post uh, yes. his appearances, right? Yeah, this is, uh uh this first one's called supporting O and A. Yeah, so um by the way, if you guys have like I said, if you guys have clips um, that should have been played from Pat Cooper and Howard Stern. We'll definitely do a bonus episode if I think it's uh, it's worthy and there's enough there. Um, just let me know. Go to blindmike.net. You know, message me with the clips and we'll figure it out. I'm sure there will be if there was fucking 12 years of him oh, on the he, show. He was on a ton. So, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty. I'm just talking like classic appearances that we right. absolutely should have played. Right. Um, but what uh, Pat did, and I don't have these exact clips because the only ones I could find were ONA just playing them and reacting to them. Um, but it was Pat on with Stern basically saying like, you know, you're, you're fighting with like Opie and Anthony. You gave these guys a name. It's your fault. They're, they're millionaires now. 
because you made them famous. You allowed them to become famous. If it bothers you that they're, you know, clones of you or whatever, it's your fault. You, you gave them uh, more of an audience. And Howard didn't like that he got called out for that. And this caused a kind of a rift between the two. And it's like almost like Pat is insulting Opie and Anthony a little bit. If you're Opie and Anthony, but if you're listening to what he's actually saying, he's like, Hey, you, you keep bitching about these guys. Like you made them, you know, you will. And maybe some right. way in some weird way, maybe that got into Howard's head today because he doesn't talk about anybody who bad mouths him now. <laughs> Controversy so, years ago. Sure. Yeah, we played the audio on our I show. I screamed at you guys because I didn't understand. And not a cop out, but a fact. Uh-huh. I says, you know, where you going? You're starting to sound like the other guy. But the other guy, by fighting you, made you bigger. And I told the other guy, you're going to make them bigger because the more you give them publicity, the more they're going to rise. Guy didn't believe me. I says, you don't own the words the, him, about. You don't own those words. Other people got a right to make a living. You may not like what they do. That's none of your business. They got a right. There's enough room out there. Right. That's when I ended my... No, then I didn't do a show no more because I told them, you can't be a dictator. Then days are over. You're making $90 billion. Right. What more do you want? He didn't I want see. anybody else to be doing anything Listen, even remotely near what I he got ideas from other comics. If I didn't, I'd be calling you a liar. Right. We all got ideas. Not from these two guys because right. I'm too brilliant. Are you talking about, co- <laughs> talking about Cousin Brucey? <laughs> you found out. That's why he's great. So, and that was that's kind of the nail in the, in the coffin. Well, I mean, one of the many things that makes you uh, persona non grata on the Stern show is going on a rival and talking shit about Howard. And that's what, that's what Pat did. And no one to Pat's credit and to his ultimate detriment, because it's like we talk about with Patrice where it's like, Hey, he has his, he has his dignity and he has his pride, but it hurts you in the business when you tell the truth all the time. That's the unfortunate thing. Mm. Um, so it was almost to Pat's detriment that he was honest all the time, but, uh, it created an alliance with Opie and Anthony. Um, so he was on, he was on their show every once in a while and, uh, they didn't seem to particularly mind when he would badmouth Howard in the later years. <laughs> Pat Cooper coming down the hall. Oh boy. All right. He's uh, going to be joining our radio program. This is exhausting. <laughs> Gotta talk loud. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was asked, uh, I was asked, yeah, uh, it's just, I was asked to make sure he doesn't trash, uh, Howard Stern. Uh, what? Why? And I, I just want to go on record and say, and say that I said I would try. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Pat Cooper's Pat Cooper. Uh, yeah, he's very outspoken, as they say. I said I would try. To the best of my uh, ability right. to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they, of course, would give it the old college try. This is 2013 when Howard and Opie and Anthony were both on Sirius. That's why the, the bosses would care so much. Uh, and this is about, uh, I don't know, three minutes into Pat sitting down. <laughs> and I read the paper like anybody else. <laughs> and then I start getting phone calls. What do you think of Howard Stern's birthday? And I says, well, I don't think about it. And who gives a shit? It's none of my business. <laughs> All right. He said, Did, was you invited? I says, no. He would never invite class. He invites horseshit. <laughs> I said, number one horseshit is Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> See, they all hate Leno. Right. Because Leno happens to still have the numbers over all of them. So they're jealous of numbers. Always remember that. Kimmel is a coward. I mean, Kathy Griffith, who attacks everybody, her mother and sister and aunts, but ain't got the balls to attack Howard because Howard is the leader of shit. (laughs) And they analyze shit. Oh, boy. Now. Oh, boy. Now. (laughs) Pat had a great eye for people that would become exhausting around the year Eh, 2018 or so. <laughs> no kidding. I like, I like too how they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to base basically what they were saying in two clips ago was he's going to come on and we're going to poke him about Howard. And then he went over the top, even for them. They're like, ah, oh, this is going to get us in <laughs> some well, shit. Uh, as, uh, after, as someone who listened to the whole interview, they're more like, oh, Pat, Pat don't. Don't, <laughs> don't you do that. <laughs> don't call. He, there's actually even one time where, uh, 
Opie's trying to do that bit, mm-hmm. and uh, he start, he starts ripping into Howard, and he goes, uh, "Ah, Pat, they they don't they don't want me to let you do that." He goes, "You don't want me to do that?" And Opie goes, "Nah, I don't care." <laughs> uh, there's a little more of him trashing Stern right? Yeah, this is our last clip Oh my goodness, this flew by Flew by uh, This is uh, his base Alright <laughs> And he's not a nice man He don't know how to be nice And the people who support him are scared of him this is how Hitler started. Oh, wow. Scaring people out of their fucking the, the bread bags. Hitler Stern. He's now, he's got guys now urging him on in the room. This is supposed to be a talented man. They got to be careful what he says because he's a, so, associated with NBC, which is called Nice Bin Cock. That's what oh, that nice stands for. Cock. So nice he's turning cock. around mm. and he wants people to say, I can't say that. No, I can't talk about sex. I can't. So he gave up his base. He gave up his soul, this fuck dog that's what he did <laughs> this fucking dog <laughs> so he really i mean it's interesting because i i'd like to know more this is why i wish i was more of a, a stern fan because it's not all laid out there like i said like with opie and anthony stuff it's easy for me to find clips because mm-hmm. i know where everything is i know right. what parts of the story need to be included mm-hmm. so if you guys know stuff that's missing because as far as i can see it Basically, Pat would call Howard on his bullshit, and there came a time where Howard stopped wanting to hear that. That's basically my understanding of their relationship. And then when Pat could see that he was correct, (laughs) that's when he really started to hate Stern and trash him. Um, It was also interesting. There is also, I thought about including it, but I figured it doesn't really apply to today's episode. Um, But there's a, a Patrice and... Pat Cooper were on Opie and Anthony together. And it's so interesting. It's the way, remember in the Gallagher episode, we played a clip of Patrice and Gallagher. Yes. It's so interesting to me that Patrice, like Patrice would genuinely respect these, these guys that are seen as like old, bitter men. And I think it's maybe because Patrice knew that if he one day was in his eighties, like Pat Cooper was at the time, mm-hmm. he's like, that's probably me in 40 years. Well, so. he'd almost look at them like they weren't being phony. They were just and that's exactly that's exactly what it was. He appreciated their honesty. So right. even though Gallagher was an asshole to him, he kind of liked it. And that was the, it was the same with Pat, where he loved that Pat was just zero bullshit. Whether he was right or wrong or seemed crazy, whatever, Patrice really respected that he was a no bullshit kind of a guy. So I'm gonna watch Analyze This in his honor today. And go go watch uh, Analyze This. Go watch that episode of Seinfeld. Um, where the Gatsby's Jerry <laughs> still, don't know, still don't know what that means <laughs> um, But yeah Rest in peace Pat Cooper more importantly For goodness sake Well obviously that's why we're doing the episode uh, Of course yeah <laughs> um, So you know I hope uh, I hope he, he patched things up with his kids Before he died and everything And uh, if you guys think he deserves a second episode Send me some clips We'll definitely include it Like I said my my worry was just that it gets too repetitive where it's all him saying, you're a fucking coward. <laughs> right. We got, we got it after the 12th one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we understood it eventually. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but let me know. Also, let me know of any uh, future episodes you guys want done. And uh, for bonus episodes, make sure you hit up the Patreon. Go to blindmike.net. That's where all the free links to the podcast are. That's where the YouTube is. That's where our merch is. And that's where our Patreon is with these episodes a week early, as well as bonus content. Um, so go to blindmike.net for that, if you wouldn't mind, and tell your friends if uh, you enjoy the show. Also go to verygoodshow.org. That's where you can support Craig and his cronies. Yeah, we have fun. Yeah, and like, you know, I always say this. If you're a Howard Stern fan, you must like shock jockery, I imagine. Yeah, so you'll naturally so, just like us and not think so we're ripping So if you want modern-day shock jocks and uh go to verygoodshow.org um we did just we did just wax one of our host's ass on camera so go check it out yes the sibian is warming up folks. <laughs> and uh now we'll uh leave you with the intro that unanimously everyone loves uh, it's funny some I, I forgot that uh i said at the end of the ep- uh i think it was the doug stanhope episode or some episode I said, uh, hey, let me know if you guys like the intro. And someone was like, uh, I hated it. And I, I forgot that I said that. Outro, right? Outro, I'm sorry, yeah. And uh, 
I thought they were just talking about the episode and I was like, Oh, well then you don't have to listen. <laughs> and they're like, you told me to do this. And I was like, Oh yeah. Sorry. About that. <laughs> I see the hate word and I immediately spaz. <laughs> uh, either way, we'll talk to you guys next time on why are you laughing? Yeah.